what's really good y'all it's your girl Val here with another episode of Be Spirit Led Podcast my guest today we are going to be touching on men and security and finances just some really interesting things we're going to talk about today y'all so what is good my brother Kermit very much thank you for having me I appreciate it so much Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for joining us on today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm 28. Uh, well, actually, that's crazy. I'm 27. I'll be 28 <laughs> this year. <laughs> Once you pass 25, it's just like all together. Thank uh, you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I forget how old I am all the time. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's a whole thing. I just, I typically say almost 30. Um, pretty consistently, now. right? I just uh, I'm not there yet to say that I'm still <laughs> 30. Seems like it hurts, but anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm 27. I'll be 28 this year. Uh, I am currently uh, just finished up a master's program, like we was talking about. Currently working as a recruiter for um, this college um, that just started. Really, just you know, trying to do my best to impact some. Some black and brown kids. Uh, that's about it. Yes. Well, I mean, listen, impacting our little babies, our brown babies at that, like, that is, that's a major thing. We love to hear it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, saw your video. And listen, when I tell y'all, TikTok is that girl. TikTok is that platform. Okay, y'all. TikTok has put me onto so much game, so much knowledge and wisdom. And my man's Kermit was up there spitting, okay? So, you know, I had to get him on BSL, all right? <laughs> so, can you dive into uh, kind of the, um, it was, so it was like a tweet, right? And that mm-hmm. tweet was like, you know, men don't value themselves um, until, like, they're financially stable and things like that. Something along the lines of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you pointed on, like, you know, men, you know, who believe that women only want them for their bag, but don't even have one for themselves. Like, what what, what part of your soul did that come from? Like, because I screamed. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, so the purpose, to, to backtrack just slightly, the you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, we all kind of moved into a space where we're enjoying TikTok as an app. And um, the amount of information that I think I've learned from social media in general has just been incredible. But I felt like um, I felt like you know I wanted to have a space in in terms of like talking to men, both like young and old, about like things that you know are a problem, but things that we kind of hold on to regardless. Um, mm-hmm. There's this way in which we kind of like interact as men, where like we'll not not just men, but, but, you know, just to keep it on us for a second, we'll interact as men where we'll experience something that's like particularly bad, you know, uh, experience it, you know, in, in practice and then the ramifications of it, but still offer that that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. And so most of my page is kind of like trying to challenge that and have conversations with young men about stuff like that. And so when I saw that tweet, um, it was a simple, like the dude, she 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 had retweeted a guy and, and put the message and the dude had said something that I think like most of us are used to hearing that like men aren't loved until we have money. I, I think that's pretty like um, 
normal statement. I think I think a lot of guys say it all the time. At least I've heard a lot of guys say it. Uh, and her mm-hmm. response to him was what you said, right? Like, actually, men don't love themselves until they have money. And then someone else had tweeted under her tweet. Um, I've heard a ton of guys say that, like, they can't even take the relationship they're in with me seriously because they're not where they want to be in life yet. Yes. And I thought it was very, like, apropos because I think, you know, we often talk about how you all and when like women feel about men with money in terms of like dating and uh, like valuation and all of that stuff, but we don't never really talk about how we see men with money. And yeah. I think, I think it speaks to, you know, who we are as people, you know, as men, because we don't really see ourselves as valuable people without like, uh, without, you know, a dollar sign connected to our existence. Mm. And I think it's, it's very, you know, it's very harmful. Uh, for us in general, but but I think it was very telling that like when I when I put the message out there, um, the way in which like the men responded to it that I was specifically trying to talk to, it was like no, they don't want us unless we have a check, or nah, they don't like love us unless we're providing something, um, and it it, it just kind of spoke to, spoke to the original idea, which is that like I think that's more based on how you view yourself, right? Right. Um, because none of the women in the comments were saying, I mean, I won't say none, but it was like maybe like two. Uh, and I responded to those women and, and was like, yo, I don't think that's the way for you to be moving, but you know, more power to you. Uh, but in, in like overwhelming majority, uh, and even in practice, right. And even if like, like, uh, like you were saying, even in practice, men, you know, say that like women don't love us without a bag, but don't have a bag and, and be dating women, right. Like mm. consistently. Um, so even in like, in practice, like women date men, like you're, you're in college bagless, right? Like you're, you're like in high school bagless. You're, right. you're living the beginning of your life with like no money whatsoever. And, you know, women aren't sitting around like, oh, oh my God, I can't date, you know, Kermit because he works at, you know, the campus Starbucks and only makes seven twenty five an hour. Like that's not, that's not a thing. Um, so yeah, that that was that was my original like premise. It's just like maybe this has way more to do with how we view ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and what we feel like is available to us than it does with how like you guys view us in actuality. Um, because you know our relationships don't work like that. They they haven't yeah. for so many different reasons. Not right, to, right. I know I know I spoke for a long time. My fault. But no no talking. no. Listen no please please <laughs> you when I tell you. Um, male perspective is so important when as women, a lot of times we only have conversations amongst ourselves. And so, like I was saying to you earlier, um, what happens is, is that, um, we're not, you're not getting the full story and it's only half of the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's important that, you know, we do have conversations with men or just allowing males to have their own perspective and to truly share their side of certain topics like this, because we really don't know. It's based off of assumption, because Mm -hmm. even with, you know, the comments under your video, a lot of women were saying like whole time, like we don't even care at the fact that you're not like rich or don't have I guess, you know, materialistic things or can't really provide that, but it's more so like, I'm going to be patient with you as you're on your journey to that. And I think that because some men have experienced, unfortunately, women who, you know, can be very um, mean and, you know, rude about, you know, their journey 
to financial freedom and literacy um, that, you know, it, it's created like, you know, insecurity for men. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that, like, you know, I, I know I've been taught, you know, from time to time by older women, like, you know, if you don't have money, what else can he provide? Like, yeah. if he doesn't have money, then, you know, he's wasting your time. If, you know, just conversations like that, which I do understand. Mm-hmm. But also, too, um, I think a, I, I love that from a male's perspective, you know, you highlighted that not nah, dog like a lot of us like we really don't value and love ourselves we really feel like we're not bringing anything to the table if we don't if we're not financially good mm-hmm. and it's just like i mean not to say money isn't important but it, it it is a big part of relationships and you know being an adult but at the same time it's also not everything and so men will really miss out on good women because they feel like they need to be somewhere when it's just like, you don't even know what type of woman you have to know if she'd even be down and on the journey for mm-hmm. you to like get your bag. And she whole time she want to get it with you. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think so much of that. Um, one thing I, I try to speak on a ton is that like, um, you know, as we, as we all know, there are patriarchal norms and a lot of them are trash. Um, a lot of them like don't work, right? And I think right. one thing that's specifically interesting when it comes to like black folks is that they, you know, um, they don't work for us at all. Um, right. I, I, I think the, the the primary example that I use on a consistent basis is that like in specifically talking about America, in America, right, the idea is that like men go to work to make money, women stay home and you know do everything else right in a, in a patriarchal normative society um but you know as it pertains to black folks that has never been a possibility in any way shape or form right like there is no like when when um black folks are freed freed in quotations um there there's not like some scenario where like black folks are freed and now the black men can go to work and the women can stay home and do what like you know, in the patriarchy, what people are supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's always kind of butted its head against that norm. Like black women had to work, black men had to work, black men didn't make enough to do the thing. Um, mm-hmm. And it, and that's never really translated into fitting what, what we would call patriarchal norms in that way. And so um, right. a lot of this is challenging that like consistently, right? A lot of it is being like, hey, um, you know, as a man, if someone tells you as a man, you're supposed to be treated this way, specifically talking about black people again, but as a man, you're supposed to be treated this way. Um, and then you recognize that like, as a man, there are certain things that you're not gonna be able to do to like, this. the language of this is difficult because I don't believe these things, but I'm talking about the, the idea of patriarchy and, norm, and normal, uh, but uh, as, as that you should, you know, act a certain way or do a certain thing as a man in order to earn the privilege of being treated like this. Uh, mm. But act, but like earning that privilege is something that's immediately unattainable regardless. Like you have to start to do introspective work to change the things that you do because saying that like men should be breadwinners and should go make a ton of money and then come home and, uh, you know, be able to like, you know, have their whole lives with their wives based around the fact that they have a ton of money when black mm-hmm. men aren't able to make a ton of money in American society, like is like an oxymoron in every way, shape or form. Right? Yeah. Agreed. And so when you're dealing with um, black women who are also adjusting to like not being able to do the patriarchal norm thing of being, you know, 
that type of woman, uh, you know, being women who work or being women who like actively uh, give into a, an economical space within a household, like those yeah. things are, are are not things that are expected in, in a patriarchal, patriarchal normative society, but they are things that are happening within our households. And, right. and something we have to do is figure out how to adjust to them instead of being like, hey, this isn't the right way for things to go. Um, and, and so I, I, it's hard because it's, it's not really hard because I think it's impossible. I think on, on like on a grand scale, it's impossible. I think you're going to find people that do it. Like, you know, I, I think somebody who's arguing that men should be able to make all the money will point out, you know, a Drake or Wayne or, or, or like Sean Combs, like in a heartbeat as if that's like right. a normal like, situation. Right. Uh, but, but on a grand scale, it is impossible. And we should be having these conversations about, about men uh, specifically black men being able to give into like families and things of that nature in a different type of way because the yeah. normal way isn't working it's not going to work absolutely uh, absolutely and i love that too that you brought up you know the patriarchal I, I, norms because for me like i grew up in a middle class home like my mm-hmm. dad is quote unquote and high earner mm-hmm. um made six figures and my mom you know she could have been a stay-at-home mom but you know middle class like both parents work like I really did not know too many families where mothers stayed at home and especially black mothers Mm -hmm. I now that I think about it like I really can't think of any of my friends whose uh mothers actually stayed at home that were black um, mm-hmm. So my mom, she hustled. She worked two, three jobs sometimes um, and not so much that she had to. But, you know, sometimes, you know, middle class is like you're making it just barely. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like it's not viewed as um, I don't I guess like normal to yeah. stay at home, especially not with black women. Like mm-hmm. you stay at home, you're lazy, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're mooching off of your husband like you know your his money isn't your money you know you you don't want to do anything you're whatever like it's it's really different so I definitely love that you touched and pointed on that um so even talking about you know men and just the earnings gap in society and things like that you know there's been so much conversation um just around like you know high earning men and what that looks like and, you know, that they're so valued and, you know, the high valued woman, like, what do you think <laughs> about that? And what like conversations have you heard around, um, you know, that topic? Uh, I think, I think um, that's a good question. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not particularly a fan. Um, I think uh, that, uh this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. The, the idea of a high value man is so ingrained in the same patriarchy that we were just talking about mm-hmm. that is that it's almost like you build the like a caricature that that like most men can't reach in general and then offer that like the people that can are high value. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people that can are 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 anomalies. Um so it's I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's right. stupid because it, I, it, there's there's a specific type of way that I think it feeds into like um, 
already like particularly problematic racist structures mm. um because in in a on a piece of paper and when we're talking about earnings if we are considering high value men to be people who can earn more like white men are automatically in a different space when it comes to high value right mm-hmm. um but as black men we would take an exception to that right like we, we if i told a black man that who believed in the idea of being a high value man he would immediately feel some type of like angst about the idea that it's easier for white men to be a high high value man than it is for us right mm-hmm. uh, but because it's so ingrained in this idea that's that's really the case of it right and i think one thing it speaks to too one of the comments that stood out to me and and i kind of knew this when i made the video because um because I, I knew I knew what I was saying and I knew what I was getting at and who I was trying to speak to specifically. One of the guys said, no, you're absolutely right. You can, you know, get with women when you have no money, but they're going to be low value women. You can't get with high value women until you have money. Mm. And so I asked him what a low value woman was. And he said a woman that doesn't look as good, a woman that's less, um, less, uh, what's the word that he used? Subservient? submissive mm-hmm. submissive oh my god less submissive um just you know just these kind of negative traits about women i think yeah. my issue with that is, is primarily like it's primarily uh, like i'm trying to think of another word but i, I really think it's stupid but, but it's like my Harmful. issue with that, yeah yeah like uh, because i can't uh, like uh, the, the response that i gave him was i've never dated a a low value woman Right. Like I, if somebody is low value, quote unquote, then I shouldn't be interested in them. Right. Like if I'm arguing that that like I, the only thing that's accessible to me are women that I'm not attracted to or and or interested in, then I probably shouldn't be like dealing with these women in that way because I, I'm not attracted to or interested in them. Right. Um, once you move into a space of you saying, OK, now, cool, I'm a quote unquote high value person. And so now all the high value women are you know available to me high value women are still women right so they still have like autonomy and choice and mm-hmm. and like um you know uh standards and things that you still have to meet for them right so if you say yo the low value woman was less submissive so i'm gonna go find a high value woman who is more submissive she still has to choose to submit to you in the same way that the quote unquote low value woman did and so if she doesn't then i think you kind of you kind of uh, put yourself in a bind. Like it just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense altogether. It seems to me that describing someone as a low value woman or thinking of someone as a low value woman is simply like what what we as men do to like mask this um, this idea that there's always something that's better for us, right? Mm. Um, because I, I think we feel that way in general, right? Whether we whether we will come into money or not. I mean, it's 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 men out here who do not like have a life plan or game plan or aren't trying to make any serious money, and they still like cheat, right? <laughs> there are right. men out here who are very much like, uh, you know, not ambitious in any way, shape, or form, and are still thinking, "I can't marry uh, Tasha because Kelly might be better later," you know? Wow. And I think the idea of it being attached, like, or, or like uh, synonymous with how much money you make. I, I think I made another video about this. I think it speaks more to the idea that like we think when you have money, you control women as opposed mm. to like um, as opposed to like, you know, in actuality, 
it, it has to do with us trying to have real conversations with ourselves about being satisfied and not even being satisfied. That's such a wrong term, but being like content, being, yeah, being content, but yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, being content with where we are and who we are with and like attempting to be, you know, a man in, in different ways that doesn't like, that isn't qualified. It's, it's, I'm sorry, I, I can't think of the language, but that's not qualified by like our ability to get with or or or, or um, convince multiple different kinds of women to like us or to be with us or to yeah. sleep with us. And I think that's a very hard, you know, change to make because you know it's 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 how we spend our entire lives learning, right? Like it's it's, right, it's what right, we, we're right. told to you know do is that the whole point is to like you know, go to, if, if you decide to go to school, uh, or, you know, how, however it works for you, get a bag so you can get the prettiest girl on the block. And then once you get her, you know, get the next prettiest girl on the block. Like, and now you wow. really made it. Like, it's, it's, it's a weird dichotomy. I think I'm trying to, to talk to men about it, but I'm also still trying to learn it myself. So if I, if I get worried, yeah. that's what's happening. I mean, no, as you are, navigating through this space you're also on a self-discovery journey and so you know you're learning as you're going you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying like there's still going to be um bits and pieces of your life that you're figuring out and unlearning um because of society and maybe things you know you've been taught um by men in your family or men in your life and things like that and women it's the same thing too we're we're, Mm -hmm. we're unlearning a lot of um societal norms that have been placed upon us cultural norms as well um so no you make a hundred percent sense trust me thank you i appreciate it i'm trying to I, <laughs> I, I, every time i start having these conversations i know i, I start talking and i'll be like right hey. right you going and going but that's all right though like this is why you up here man we, we got nothing but time man for real mm-hmm. so it. why is it that men measure their self-worth and you know the love that they deserve based on finances mm-hmm. I think um and as candidly as I can say I think because we're often taught that that's all we have to bring to the table mm. one of the like very interesting conversations I was having with a friend a couple of days ago was about um what like life looks like for us going back to the idea going back to specifically speaking about black people and using the term freed very loosely uh but uh you know freedom you know freed from slavery moving into like life you have you know a man a woman and children both the man and the woman are working but when it comes to like the idea of treatment like we've never been put in a situation or put in a place where we've had to treat women as if they bring something economically or financially to the table Wow. Um, and so, so much of our learning to deal with each other in relationships, I think it, it, over time has been um, you all, Black women, taking a seat back or a step back in terms of like, like uh, being rewarded, loosely used as well, rewarded, quote unquote, mm-hmm. for actually bringing something financially to the table. Right. Whereas for men, like the financial part of it is really all that like, we're taught that we have to do, right? Like being a father is about being able to provide for your children. Being a husband is about being able to provide for your wife. Being, um, you know, a, 
a leader. It's about being able to provide for the people who who follow you. Like there really wow. isn't like we don't have conversations about compassion. We don't have yeah. conversations about like um you know character. Uh, yeah, anything outside of just being able to uh, financially produce. And I think this is often very um, noticeable in conversations with men and women when you talk about infidelity. Um, mm-hmm. Like there is this way in which we kind of excuse infidelity if men if men make money, right? We just kind of like all, all of us, right? We just kind of be like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine. Of course, <laughs> of course he's not going to be like- Right, this right. makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rich men he, aren't faithful. Exactly. And I think that that's, that's largely because as men, we feel like he's done his job, right? Wow. And so outside of doing that part, everything else is everything else is a bonus. If he's faithful to you and he makes money, then that's like, you know, Jesus. Right. Um, or, 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 or if he raises his kids and he makes money, then like this dude is, is amazing. Uh, <laughs> but like, he doesn't like, you know what I mean? But he doesn't have to. But when we talk about women, specifically black women, those things don't just like leave. Like, it's not like all of a sudden black women started working and then we were like, okay, now she doesn't have to be a mother, right? Like that's, we, we would still be like, oh my God, that's crazy. Or all of a sudden she start working. And it's like, okay, now she doesn't have to be faithful to him. Those things don't, we don't align with those things in that way. There's a very specific way in which we like require black women to meet a standard. You were speaking about it earlier, even when it comes to working, like there's a, we've added that to the list of things that are expected from black women. Whereas mm-hmm. when we're still having conversations with black men, there is not, we're, we're not necessarily adding, we're trying to, I, I will say that like there is lately we are trying to do that. But for the most part, we haven't started adding stuff to our list. We're still in this realm of like, yeah, just figure out how to provide for your peoples. And then you've done the job that you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I don't think that's beneficial in any way. I think, I think we should start to like, I think we definitely can carry the weight of doing more stuff, right? Like, I think we can definitely carry the weight of being active participants in um, in families. I think one of the best examples I can give you, actually, one of one of these guys that I follow on TikTok, I can't remember his name right now. He has his own podcast. I really like him. Um, we don't agree about everything, but I, I think he's <laughs> a smart guy. He was talking about about when about when you're married to someone. And um, how he was saying he's had conversations with married women who speak about men actively giving something to their relationships. And he said one of the things that he noticed was that, um, like, there's this almost, like, predetermined requirement for men to, like, ask women, what else do you need from me today? Like, in terms of, like, uh, household chores. Like, what else yeah. do you need for me to do today? Like wash dishes or, or you know, put the kids to bed or, or do like, you know, cut the grass or something like that. Like those mm-hmm. things, taking care of their home is something that she has to make a list for him to do uh, as opposed to him just like taking on the responsibility of doing mm, it. Yeah. Uh, because as men, like when, when we wake up and go to work, we've done our responsible shit. I mean, mm. I'm sorry, Curtis, but we've done our responsible You're good, stuff. you're good. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, we've done the responsible stuff that we were supposed to do. Everything else at that point is stuff that, like, you kind of have to point us in the direction of because, you know, I'm a man. <laughs> like, I, you know, mm-hmm. as long as as long as there's a check coming to this house and with my name on it, then I I have done the manly thing. And I think you know it's interesting. We're trying to break the curse, but it but yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, I love that so much, and that kind of like self-reflection and awareness is so important because women do 
like a lot of uh, women I know, like that are married, um, if they have, even if they don't have children, like they do say the same things, like men just, they act like they just don't know. And like, we always have to tell them. And so mm-hmm. they don't think like, you know, not only are these our children, this is also our home. These mm-hmm. are our dishes. This is our laundry. <laughs> you know, uh, this yeah. is our grass, uh, whatever the case may be. Like, you know, I shouldn't have to tell you what else you need to do besides going to work and coming back home. Like it isn't enough, especially because what happens is, you know, women will go to work and then mm-hmm. they'll still come home and have all these other responsibilities as well that they are sharing with their uh, significant other. So I, I love that, you know, you're saying that you're having these conversations with other men about, um, you know, that like, so are men that do realize that that is an issue um you know amongst men i love that um so you know on the yeah y'all walk well (laughs) listen the fact that it's out there that's all i need Mm -hmm. to hear that (laughs) listen the the rest will come um so just on the topic of and like loving themselves beyond income and finances and um you know the worth being beyond that like what advice do you have for um, millennial and Gen Z men, um, self-love and self-value um, outside mm-hmm. of that? Oh, that's a good one. Um, mm. uh, I, it, uh, it, and this, this might sound so, so, so cliche, um, but I think the number one thing that I've encouraged uh, men to do right now at least in my space and, and even, you know, in spaces with like um, younger guys that I have relationships with, uh, it, it's like to be emotionally vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, often because I think as, as, as men, I think we, we talk about emotional vulnerability as if it's like, we, we, we say pretty often um, that like uh, men aren't allowed to express their emotions. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's true. But one thing that I often have a problem with is like these kind of catch-all phrases because I think they alleviate responsibility from people, right? So we'll say like, like, like I said, men aren't allowed to express their emotions as if like everybody doesn't allow men to express their emotions. And I think the number one culprit of not letting men express their emotions is other men, right? I think mm-hmm. we have to be real about like the fact that like the first time, you know, I cried, it was a man that told me we don't do that, right? I think we have to be real about the fact that like, um, you know, the first time I was like, you know, um, you know, so-and-so as a girl hurt me, it was a man that responded as if like, she was nothing and there would be a ton of women later. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I well, think those yeah. things matter um, in terms of context because I think it speaks to how much power we have and kind of breaking the narrative too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the thing that I offer to men all the time is that we just have to be able to figure out, oh, I'm sorry, I want to back up a second too, because the, the idea of, of men not being able to express their emotions is, is like, uh, specifically, specifically does not apply to anger, right? We can be yeah. angry all the time, right? Like we can punch walls and break stuff and do like, and do all types of stuff. And like, right. we're, we're, that's, that's not considered like a bad showcasing of emotion. That's just considered like a normal thing, right? Right, like the um, only level of emotion that you're, that men actually show. 
Absolutely. And I think that's and I think that speaks once again to the to the idea is because other men accept like showcases of anger, right? Other men accept this idea that like, oh, you punched a wall because so and so made you so mad, or you got into a fight with him because so and so made you so mad. But and that's not to say all women, but it, but it is to kind of once again speak to how much power we kind of have within our own right to change that. So when I'm talking to young men, I you know they you know they call <laughs> they tell me I'm doing the most, but I'd be like, nah, stop for a second, yeah, and tell me how it made like how it made you feel today to go through that or to experience that. Or to like, um, you know, you know, to to you know, the the teenagers that I know are are hurt by little girls on a daily basis, right? Like, right. You know, tell me how that makes you feel outside of you know, she just crazy, right? Right. For real, like, go dive into those feelings, um, so that we can walk away with like, you know, un- one one understanding that that's not everybody. That's not going to be every girl you deal with, right? But also like recognizing that like it's okay for you to feel that stuff. And to like, you know, uh, process those things and to move into a different space about it. Like, I remember a couple of months ago, I was chilling with, um, I try to do, you know, as much before Corona, it's just probably a year ago now, but before Mm -hmm. Corona, I tried to do as much like mentoring as possible. And I think I saw some movie. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I'm actually lying. We did a, we did a Toy Story 3, like running. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it was all the Toy Stories, but Toy Story three is the one that this happened with. And I, one of the boys started to get like choked up because the toys were about to, um, were about like in the fire. You seen Toy Story three, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they're like going down and about to be in the fire, he started to get a little choked up, which was interesting to me because I thought that like only happened to us who had grown up with the toys, but apparently it was <laughs> everybody. Um, but <laughs> but uh, he started to get a little choked up, and so did his friends started to make fun of him or whatever. And I was like, nah, nah, this is sad. Like I cried the first time I saw it. This is a lot. Like, right. You know? um, but but I think th- like just trying to legitimize those emotions, I think is important because um, it really, it just changes how we perceive and deal with things as men in a way that I think is so much more healthy when we allow ourselves to to feel things other than like, you know, brute force. Right. Um, and, and 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 to be clear, I think I, I I genuinely think it's we're moving outside of that direction. I know a lot of old heads will talk about how soft men are these days. Oh uh, yeah. But 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 I love that type of stuff. Like I love I'm a big sports guy. I love that I can turn on the draft and see like black men or black boys like weeping, and and their father standing next to them crying because right out of came joy like, and bliss. Yeah, like, like I love that. I I think that's incredible. Um, as 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 uh you know. As horrible as Kobe passing was, the like seeing all of these black men break down in yeah. tears because he, you know, left or because he was gone. That that I think that's the type of stuff that we need uh, in saying that, like, oh, even um, not even having to go back for even a couple of days ago when when the ruling came down in the Derek Chauvin case. Yeah, um, I was crying, and on the news, you know, they they go to you know, black men in Minnesota and they're in tears, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that type of stuff is healthy. I think it's healthy to, sh- to, for us to like feel all of those feelings. Absolutely. Um, and so that's, that's the best amount of advice I can give. Just feel your feelings. Cause I think, you know, anger ain't the only one we got, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> absolutely. 
I love that so much. Everything you said was so on point. Um, emotional vulnerability uh, when it comes to men is such a powerful thing. And mm-hmm. actually this season, uh, I did an episode with uh, a, another uh, young man who we talked about um, emotional maturity in men and do women actually even appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love how you intersected that with, you know, just the value and stuff that men, you know, have within finances and things like that and their self-worth and stuff. Um, I just appreciate your perspective in general. Like you, you got a lot of wisdom and knowledge. I love that. And, and it, and what you're saying, like, it doesn't sound like, um, overly masculine and it doesn't sound feminine. Like it's, it's none of that. It's just, it's truth. And it's something that y'all are actually living out, especially men who are aware of, um, you know, those issues in society and uh, things like that, that make y'all feel these ways. And also too, um, how you're navigating outside of those mindsets and basically like holding, you know, yourself accountable to be aware to that. So I love that so much. Thank you. I, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard. <laughs> by 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 all means, it's difficult. But I think all self respect, self like introspection. I'm sorry. I think all introspection is, and um, I think one of the one of the biggest things is that uh, you know, um, I gotta listen to that episode you were just talking about where you talk where, where you talk to the young man about um, about whether or not women appreciate emotional vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, because my experience has been, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, but, but it did take such a long time to get there. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with so many different things. Uh, I think primarily you kind of, you can kind of like, you know, wrap it all into one big bowl of just like not listening to women. Cause I think for so much of our lives, we're kind of taught, you know, secondhand that we don't have to, um, but once I did, I think that's where that's where this kind of came from. This is just a product of like just at one point somebody. Oh, I can tell you a story real quick if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely, go for it. This is when it happened. I was in college, and one of my close friends, she did a we we had this thing in my, at my school called Diversity Day, uh, and it's where like all of the you know um, kids from all diverse backgrounds got to host these workshops to like introduce people to our culture or to also talk about like things that intersected with white supremacy that may or may not be negative. Um, And so uh, the black men, which was me and a couple other people, we hosted a conversation about like comedy, I think it was about like Mm -hmm. black comedians and whether or not in order to be funny, we had to like kind of throw ourselves under the bus as black people. Right? Um, it was it was it was interesting. Uh, but then the black women hosted a conversation. Not all of them. It was actually like three or four. One of them was a close friend of mine. Uh, hosted a conversation about like just simply being attracted to black women. And there was I wasn't there. I, I ended up not going. And I remember I was I I went to college pretty early. So I was like 17, I think. Uh, and I think I remember looking at the topic that they were going to talk about. And I remember thinking, well, well I date black women. So this, this ain't about me. This ain't for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like continuing on and moving on. And then they did their workshop first. 
and uh, if like from what I was told, it was horrible. Um, they they did the workshop and they talked about you know these real issues in terms of like you know black women it, at the time uh, online dating wasn't like a huge phenomenon yet so they mm-hmm. used a bunch of like studies and tests that that like insinuated where, where people insinuated that black women were less attractive right black women are at least desirable black women are at least married you know um, all of the facts that we know for sure and then there were white people that were a part of the discussion and so one of the white guys rose his hand he said oh i think this really explains what one of the things that they used was a test that said that like black women have more masculine faces. And he was like, I think this just explains really well, like while I'm not attracted to you all, I've been trying to figure it out forever, but it's because you all are more manly. Like it was crazy, right? Uh, And then you had um, other white folks speaking out and saying certain things and uh, like comparison being made to like white women that were in the room and how they were more feminine and blah, 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 whatever, right? And so the workshop is over and my friend comes to me and she's crying. And I'm thinking she's crying because it went so horribly, but she outlines to me that she's crying because we weren't there, right? Like, because me Uh... and the rest of the black men didn't show up to protect her knowing that it could go that way, right? Mm. Um, And then the next day, right? Like, I I feel horrible. I go to my dorm room. I'm just, (laughs) I'm like, I'm, you know, a, a horrible person. Uh, the next day, we did our workshop, and she still came. Wow. She still showed up. She still, like, interacted with our conversation. At yeah. one point, we had a scene, uh, uh, like, uh, as a part of the mix of stuff that we did, there was one thing that was about blackface. And so there was a scene from an old blackface skit where these two white men in blackface had it. And, and some white men, some white kids at our school laughed in the back, and she, like, lit them up for that, Right. Mm. Um, like there to protect us even though I had not been there to protect a day earlier Uh, and that was like that was my wake up call I I distinctly remember that and I just said something seems off here like something seems like problematic and then since then it's just been a ton of trying to make up for this one moment where I know I dropped the ball like you know Wow. but yeah well I will say you know that like I said that self-awareness is so important and thank you for that definitely forgive yourself and give yourself grace because that was a learning moment for you but the thing is you learn from it and the fact that that black woman told you that in that moment she didn't feel protected by you and those other brothers and you felt something towards that and you've been actively trying to fix that that says a lot because I have myself told a black man before that if there's anyone I don't feel protected by it's by you I appreciate that I I appreciate knowing that there are black men that are self-aware that you know in times when their character may be questioned or just anything like it's not it's not seen as you know an attack from us but it's seen as a you know let me actually like process this out so I love that. Listen, you're amazing, dog, for real. No, I appreciate you. I think um, I want to thank you uh, for a second for just one having me, but also um, loving black men enough to do this because this is, it, you know, I know it can be tough and I know there's a whole bunch of interactions that we all have with each other that can make uh, the work of trying to, you know, fix everybody. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know, a little hectic. It does but, uh, make it difficult, but yeah. it's 
it's just so important, like I said in the beginning, for women to make sure that they're not constantly have, well, for women to check their biases and their mindset when it comes to conversations on men, especially black men, when you're mm-hmm. not even getting that information from them. A lot of times women are gathering and having these conversations amongst ourselves and it's just negative experiences and that doesn't mean that it's right. And yeah. it doesn't mean it's the full truth or the full story. So absolutely. Thanks for just joining me. Where can the people find you on social media? Oh, uh, everything is Kermit Thomas. Uh, I think I think Instagram might be Kermit Thomas Jr. Uh, and then uh, TikTok is the same, Kermit Thomas. Uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm not that I, cool. I don't have like a cool <laughs> name. <laughs> Listen, being cool is subjective, and in my book, you are the coolest. No lie. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Y'all be sure to follow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all be sure to follow Be Spirit Led Podcast on Instagram. And remember to live a life that pleases God and blesses others. Until next time.